Welcome to the Chantel Ray way, the inspirational way to lose weight for life through intermittent fasting. Remember, the thoughts and opinions on this podcast do not constitute medical advice. Hey guys, I'm so excited that my new book, Waste Away, The Chantel Rayway, is now available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and pretty much anywhere you can find books. But we also have the audiobook, the ebook, and my new recipe book that you can download all the recipes that I love that I make, and it's super cheap. It's all my favorites. Anyway, if you have a minute to write a review on Amazon, I would be ever grateful. All right, welcome to another episode. We're so glad you joined us. We're on episode 18 of Waste Away, the Intermittent Fasting Podcast. And we're going to just start out with a few questions. Chris, how are you doing today, Um, first of all? I am good today. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Why don't you read us the first question? All right, first question is from Hannah in Chesapeake. I wanted to to find out your thoughts on the ketogenic diet. I stay within five pounds of my goal weight between 125 and 130 and really want to experience that deep level of ketosis that I've heard about where I have even more energy, mental clarity, and finally lose those final five pounds. I am thinking that keto will be a good way to do this. What are your thoughts? Ugh, I just, I am, I'm not a big fan of keto. I, I do. I am a big fan of eating a lot of protein. I think protein keeps you satiated. That's a win. Um, so I do like that, and I am a big fan of not having too many carbs, really limiting your sugar, mm-hmm. but not to the point of the ketogenic diet because I think that makes you crazy, yeah. and I think it causes you to have dysfunctionality with food, mm-hmm. and I think that you can do low carb for a short amount of time, but it's not sustainable, mm-hmm. and it makes you have this crazy obsession over food. And you know how I feel about tracking this and tracking that. And I also feel like, you know, one of the the principles I talk about in my book is not to make food your idol. Exodus 34 says, you must worship no other gods for the Lord's, for for the Lord whose name is very jealous is a God who's jealous about his relationship with you. So I just feel like you can make food an idol where you're going, oh, let me count this and count that and all of this. What's your opinion? I mean, you definitely can. I think the over, over, if you see the theme of our uh, episodes is that we don't like a big structured diet where we have something to think about on a daily basis, Mm -hmm. where we have to think like, oh, I have to eat this. I can't eat this many calories and I have to eat this much fat. So the ketogenic, I mean, I've seen people get great results from it. You know, I I don't, um, I just personally haven't met somebody that's stuck with it, you know, for more than eight months to a year. I'm sure there's plenty of y'all out there. I want to get a bunch of responses like, oh, I've done it for five years. I'm pretty sure there's plenty of people out there. I mean, like I said, if, if, if she if she likes it, I love it. You know, me personally, I don't like to obsess like you. I'm like you. I don't like to obsess over the macros and calories. I just like to get the results, which is why we like intermittent fasting so much. So I prefer intermittent fasting. She prefers ketogenic and she's able to, you know, keep it up. She's able to maintain it. Then more power to her. Yeah. Um, and just so you know, there's going to be a lot of planes flying over. We're proud of our military, so we're just going to keep trucking through our podcast today. But we do live in Virginia Beach where there's tons of planes. And first of all, if you are in the military, I just want to say a big shout out to you and thank you for your service. It'll just remind us every time we hear the planes, we say yes. thank you for you and thank you for your service. Um, you know, my big thing is that we've talked about this before, but, you know, a lot of times people think that an idol is just like a carved object, like a, you know, like in the 
in the Bible, they had like the golden calf mm, and these people bowed yeah. down. But I believe that food, the two things that are the biggest idols right now in our society are food and sex, hands down. It's like we are obsessing over food, we're obsessing over sex. And I believe that the chief idol in America today is food. And Americans are in love with food, heart, mind, and soul. And we have to get to the place where we say that and a lot of people are like, no, food's not my idol. I'm just overweight because I'm eating the wrong foods. And that's not the case. Um, so I just feel like- You can just watch an hour worth of commercials. I mean, like, you know, sit down and watch an hour worth of TV and mark every commercial that's about food. And you'll see, I think, I forgot, I forgot the percentage, but it's, it's way over half, you know. So you can yeah. just see the advertising, they, that's what they advertise, you know. They know what people like to see on but TV. Think about, and think about your how much of your daily conversation is about food. Mm -hmm. How much do you think about it? Are you constantly counting calories? How many of your social activities are scheduled around your eating? It's like, that's why I'm so against these diets, because as an a eater, you're lead, reading every label, counting every little calorie you know, reading every book and it's just this idea of obsession. Right. And one of the things that I talk about in my book over and over is let's get rid of the obsession. Kind of remember when Christy came on and mm -hmm. we were like, she was like, yeah, like when I'm hungry, I eat. And she's like, when I'm not hungry, I don't. And we just started laughing hysterically. Yeah. Remember that? And we were like, oh my gosh, rocket science. But but really, it's really to that point. No, because being a trainer, I see most, like, it seems like people have two modes. I'm not saying all people when I say people, just a general consensus of people I've come across in my training career. It's either they're, you know, when, when they're trying to eat, let's say they're trying to make this nutritional change in their life to lose weight or whatever their goal is. They're either eating or they're thinking about what they're not supposed to be eating or they're thinking about eating how hungry they are. It's like, it's like a constant mode. Like, if I'm not eating, I'm thinking about how hungry I am or what I can't eat or what I can eat. So it's just, you know, there's so many more things to obsess about, you know, enjoy other than what I well, can't you know, eat right you now. Know, what I, I would say 90, 95% of my thin, my friends, my closest friends are super thin. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. a lot of the people I hang out with and right. they're like skinny as a rail. Um, but, you know, they're really what kind of taught me what a true thin eater is, because a lot of times like I'd go out and I'd be getting grilled chicken and broccoli. Mm -hmm. And um, at the time I was like one of the fattest ones. And then they're sitting there eating, you know, nachos yeah. and pizza. And I'm like, wait a minute. But then I watched how they eat. I watched what they were eating. I watched, and they weren't eating like that all the time. Yeah. But if you, when I interviewed them, I realized 80% of the time they were eating clean, but 20% they're eating whatever the heck they wanted yeah. to. But they also have portion control and they have, they have discipline portion without thinking control, about yes. it. You know, without even thinking about it, they just have self. They don't stuff themselves. Like we talked about the hunger levels. They don't stuff themselves when they do eat. Yes. All right, let's move on to question number two. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask it, and okay. you can answer the first part. Um, this is from Andrew in Chesapeake. How you doing, Andrew? It says, "Hey guys, I've heard you discuss macronutrients before, but not in great detail. I've been really religious about tracking my macros lately, but it's gotten to be a real chore. I find myself cramming food to hit my macros, even if I'm not hungry, just to hit those numbers. I'm curious if you track your macros in your eating window and which macro numbers you recommend. Oh my gosh, like just the beginning of that question makes me upset because whenever I hear people saying like, he's not even hungry and he's shoving food in his mouth, just like to meet a does, this, does this 
even make sense. Right. Like that's what these crazy diets are teaching. So outside of, I'm assuming Andrew, I'm just gonna assume you're not a bodybuilder or, or competition, you know, uh, you know, in, in the competition world, or you're not trying to eat to get a certain size for uh, sports or competition. Me personally, I don't track my macros. Obviously, there's, there's a standard 40, 30, 30 that most people follow. That's like the standard macros, 40%. Which carbs, is 40%, 30, yeah. Yeah, 40, 30, 40% carbs, 30% uh, protein and fats. Obviously, if you're ketogenic, you do uh, very limited. You do 25 to 50 grams of carbs, which is like, what, 10% maybe. And then you do a high amount of fat for your energy. So people play with their macros. We don't track our macros. I think if you're cramming food, uh, if you're just a fitness enthusiast, like you're just trying to stay in shape, you're trying to gain a little muscle, get a little leaner, burn a little fat. If you find yourself you're not hungry and you're cramming food to hit your macros, um, without knowing what your results are, your goals are, I don't see any reason to do it. I mean, if, if you're, you know. There's you no know, reason. It, yeah. No, no, there's just no reason. Like, it doesn't matter what your goals are. If you're eating beyond full, then we've talked about this. That's a sin. Because we know the Bible says, put a knife to your throat if you're given into gluttony. And there's just no reason for you to be, over, if you're not hungry, you shouldn't be shoving food in your mouth. That's what I say. Outside of bodybuilding competitions, I can't see a reason to, if I'm not hungry to keep eating. Yeah. I think the I think the one idea that I do try to look at, like, if you think about like a sample macros is like, you know, like... 30% protein, 40% carbs, 30% fat. Mm -hmm. If you just changed it to where you did like 33, 33, 33, mm -hmm. I, I would say like when I'm eating, I do try to say, okay, I want to try to have like a third of my food mm -hmm. be protein, a third of my food wanting to be carbs like through vegetables. And right. then I do like to have some healthy fats. So I think it's fine to be like, like that's that's fine to be to like okay if, yeah, yeah eyeball, eyeball it, it yeah. you're just eyeballing it like a third of what I'm eating is is you know carbs good carbs and thirty percent protein and thirty percent fat then you know fine there's never too much reason to overeat like I said I think we answered last week we said the only reason we track your macros if you've been doing the IF and it's been months and you haven't lost a pound then you might want to do it for a couple of days just to make sure you're on track but other than that um, you know obviously we recommend we don't obsess over anything so all right <clears throat> it says question three. Hey, Chantel and Chris, I'm really enjoying your podcast. Thank you. I've been on my IF journey for nine weeks now. I've lost eight pounds so far and for the most part feeling energized and excited to be on this journey. On your podcast, you had a guest speaker by the name of Joshua Smith and was touched and would, and you touched a little bit about your gut biome. I would like to hear more information about what you do to keep your gut biome healthy. Thank you in advance for your your tips. This is Tina from San Diego, California. Um, so, you know, basically a things that are really great for your gut are, are things like prebiotics, like, probiotics. Mm. Like I take, I take 180 milligrams Take the pill not, form, I take the pill. Yeah. I'm sorry. 180 million. Mm -hmm. I, I don't take the powder. Like you can get the powder, which yeah. is so disgusting. Um, but I do take the pills that have it in there. Yeah, 180 a few ways, like the probiotic million. pills. They've got kefir. Gummies. Uh, They've got kefir. gummies. The gummies is good. The, uh, the kefir is like a it's like a dairy product selling Whole Foods. It's real good with probiotics. Uh, what's the fermented cabbage? Uh, I put it in my smoothie. I can't eat it straight, but I put it in my smoothie. Uh, what's the kombucha? Thing? Yeah, there. Uh, no, kombucha is a drink. What's the? Yeah. I'm trying to think of the cabbage. Is uh, oh, I know what you're talking fermented about. Fermented cabbage. It's in a jar and in, like in the cold yes, section of Whole Foods. So that's yes. a good source of it. Uh, 
So those things are real. Processed foods, eliminating a lot of processed foods will be good for the gut. But a lot of the processed foods, a lot of chemicals in it is going to kill a lot of the bacteria that we need to digest foods. So processed foods is a big, it's going to be a huge one to eliminate. And then you add the probiotics and you add the different sources. Those will be two big things yeah. to help. And you'll see, it. you'll see a huge difference. You'll, see it. You'll, you'll feel it in your stomach. You'll feel the first couple of days that you start to change up. You start to take more probiotics and less processed food. And you'll start to see a lot of big changes. Um, I think that... Um, if the more, like you said, the more, uh, vegetables that you can eat and the more that you can do as far as foods that really help the gut. And we'll put a whole list of those, Mm -hmm. um, onto the site. I don't want to go through all of them, but, um, I will tell you sweet potatoes, Brussels sprouts, asparagus, and turnips are so good. Tons of garlic and onions. Garlic and onions are like gold for your, for your gut. Like really just, you know, helping you. So we'll put another list of foods, but again, and plenty of water. That's a, that's a, that's that's one, that's one that I I skip sometimes. That's simple enough, but plenty, plenty, plenty water per day. Because uh, dehydration will lead to a lot of that, uh, a lot of the bacteria and stuff like that getting in there and getting killed. Yep. All right. Question four. Go ahead, Chris. All right. From Dana B. in Portsmouth. Chantel, I noticed since I've been on my fast for the past four weeks that my bathroom habits have changed. And we're changing everybody's habits in Hampton Roads. We got like two, three <laughs> questions last week. Uh, I typically would go to the restroom two times a day, sometimes three in the morning and around 3.30 or 4 when I got home. Could this be because I'm not eating as much? I typically would. I typically would go. So she's saying she's going less. Could this be because I'm not no, eating as much? No, she's she's going less. She's she going used less to go it. two or three times. Okay. She's saying now I'm going less. What's the reason? Should, should I Dana add from Portsmouth? Fiber to my drink for, to a diet because of my new eating habits. Uh, when I first went to fasting, I noticed a little uh, a small change. I went. I feel like I went more. Uh, some people have said they went less. I've heard, I heard some people first couple of weeks having constipation issues. Uh, if you read any of uh, this bunch of Facebook, you can go to Waste Away. We have a Facebook page. Uh, you go to any Facebook groups or any you know articles, you'll read. That's one of the main side effects you'll see in the first week or two of. I mean, any diet change really. Like people go vegan, they have you know their bowel movements change. Anytime you're making a big nutritional change like that, uh, you're gonna have a slightly uh, bowel moves. But uh, as long as it doesn't last. Over a couple of weeks, I don't, I don't think we should have a problem. Yeah, I definitely think it's because you're eating less. When you're obviously, if you're eating less, you're not gonna have as much to expel. Mm. But I definitely think I have a real hard time pooping. I'm with you, Dana. But I think adding a fiber drink to yours is a great idea. Yeah. I don't think any of us get as much fiber as we need to. And um, <clears throat> oh, I want to. I just thought of something that I want to answer. We can just skip beats for a second because I just thought about something for gut health. Mm. The one thing that can absolutely kill your good bacteria in your gut is antibiotics. And right now Mm. with everyone being sick, I wanted to mention that because, you know, even if you don't need antibiotics, they just just throw it out there like nobody's business. It's so annoying. I'm telling you this right now. I, unless the doctor says to me, you are dying and on your deathbed, I will not take an antibiotic. I haven't taken any for six. The only time I took it in the last probably five, six years is for my tooth, if I have a t- uh, tooth pain. And that just, because that's just life or death. You know, if, you ever, if you ever had a toothache, 
and the antibiotics kind of help the uh, pain go away in the tooth. But other than that, yeah, I don't take any. Uh, I don't. I've never, I haven't taken anything. But I haven't had any flu. I, I guess I've been lucky. I've had any flus or anything major. Yeah, but I'm so. telling you, even if I have like an ear infection, I try every natural method that I possibly can. I do not take antibiotics. Mm-hmm. I won't let my son take them. I mean, it has to be huge. But. But, you know, just incorporating some of those fermented foods in, in your diet. Were you talking, now I remember, were you talking about sauerkraut? Is that what you're thinking about? It's, it's, it's or, like sauerkraut. It's ferment. There's a name to it. It's fermented cabbage. Um, I can't remember the name, the, the, the name of well, the brand. Well, anything like That's just regularly thing. putting yeah, sauerkraut, sauerkraut yogurt, like yeah. kefir, um, and kombucha would be some good things that you can add into you your diet. Kombucha, kombucha is a tough drink. You ever had it? There's one that I love, oh, okay. and I'll put it. Let let me put it in things I love. Josh. That's a tough drink, right there. It's gonna be. Um, there's a cranberry one. Ooh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna tr- try to remind me next week. I'm gonna bring it and see if you like it because right. I love I'll this one flavor only. I I'll try like oh I gotta take like I drink that thing like shots like alcohol like I have to take a shot at a time of the kombucha. It takes, Ooh, it takes me I'm gonna. A while. T- Get through like can one you text Allie to go see if she can go get us one real quick? I'm going to walk over to Whole Foods. The nice thing is we are right across from Whole Foods. It's called kombucha, kombucha but it's a cranberry one. Tell her to text me a picture and maybe we can have it before the end of the show. Just tell her to run. Say, we need the cranberry flavor. We're going to see if Chris likes it or not. Okay, so... Um, yeah, with Dana, I would say definitely a fiber drink. Just make it part of your routine every single morning. I'm not a big fiber drink person. I just think they're so disgusting, yeah. especially if you mix them with water. Yeah. And, you know, it's fine if you mix them with juice. Yeah, I tried the recipe so, your friend gave. Yeah, the and it's not too juice. bad. The it's not juice, too bad yeah. when you put it with orange juice, but orange juice has so much sugar. Like I got the 50, the low sodium. The like 50, it's not the 50. best tasting orange juice. I do the 50 calorie one, like she said, yeah. the low, low sugar, low everything. So it really yeah. t- tastes like water, basically. But yeah. it's, you can get the drink down. That's all you're trying to do. That's the time I drink it, just, just to mix the powder yeah, in. Powdering, or you yeah. throw it in your smoothies or whatever so you don't have yeah, to taste it. Yeah, that's a good point. All right, from Jamie in Virginia Beach. I have heard a lot about this about a new kind of intermittent fasting, the 5-2 method, and wanted to get your thoughts on this. Do you think it's effective, and have you tried it? It's from Jamie well, Virginia Beach. Let's tell her what 5-2 is. Tell her about what 5-2 intermittent fasting is. Yeah, so first of all, it's just five days a week you're just eating normal, and then two days you're restricting calories to 500 to 600 calories per day. I hate this diet. Again, it goes back to what I said. Um, it's you're counting calories, which I'm a totally against. You are, you know, going from one thing to another. Um, I do like just the idea of two days a week. You're just really eating a very small amount. Like, mm-hmm. like I feel like some of my thin friends, they really do. They usually have like two days a week where they're by accident. They're yeah. Just I think by we, accident. I think most of us, I think, you know, they're running around all the time. A couple of days a week, we just, just at the end of the day, you realize like, damn, I skipped breakfast and I had to yeah, go through lunch. I exactly. just had a snack and I just I, had dinner. I, so. I like the idea of two days out of the week, you're just eating a, a smaller amount. But this idea of tracking your calories, five to 600 calories per day, no, I do not like it. And I just think it makes you obsessive compulsive. And we're trying to move towards being a thin eater. We're not counting calories. We're not focused obsessively on everything we eat. We're not making food an idol. And I personally don't even know anyone who's done this as far as successfully, except for the fact that I would say 
a lot of my thin eaters, if you ask them, they'd probably say two yep, days yep, a week, I've I just eat less. It. Yeah, I've read about it. Uh, and, um, I guess it's interesting because you don't have to intermittent fast every day. So uh, it's, a, it's an interesting concept. But uh, like, like we don't want to obsess, but uh, try it out. Let us know. You know if, if you do try it, let us know what happens with it. But uh, I, I wouldn't upset because 500 calories goes quick. I don't think y'all realize how low. You might as well just do a 24-hour fast and call it a day. It'll be a whole lot easier. I agree. All right. Question seven. A new cryotherapy spot opened up by my office and all my coworkers have been going on lunch break. I am chicken to try, but they say the benefits are amazing. Have you guys ever tried cryotherapy? Is it worth freezing my buns off? Literally. Bridget in Virginia Beach. Yes. Have you tried it? First of all, if you go to my, I'm not trying to plug my Instagram, but I got a video on my Instagram that's probably hilarious, probably the funniest cryotherapy you've seen. When oh my I, God, I, I want to see it. Can I you text it, it to me? Yeah, when I did Can it. Can we like, post it? it? So me and my friend Giovanni, I, that, I, I, I trained with at the gym. We go, we used to go a lot and we'll probably go, we're talking about going tomorrow actually. Because uh, the first few times we went, it was like a minute. You're supposed to go in there for a minute. No, we did three like a minute minutes. But then we went back. The last time we went, when I, posted, when I had to make this video, it was a... Uh, the lady said three minutes. I said, whoa. She told me after she closed this door. So if you know what cryotherapy is, you get, you get in this chamber, basically. You, got to, you get in your underwear, first of all. You get, in, you get in your underwear. You got nothing but underwear and gloves on and socks. That's it. So the chamber gets to like negative 250, 280 degrees. And when it's like, uh, I don't know, what is it, dry? I don't know, nitrogen or something in it that makes it that cold. So believe me, when I say negative, it's every bit of negative 250 degrees on this thing. And you are almost naked, basically. And it's the most uncomfortable thing that you've probably ever been a part of for three minutes. But I will, I will say the benefits do pay off, though. We come out, you come out feeling like a brand new person. Uh, I remember Allie told me that her knee feels way better just after doing the crowd. Her knee's been Let's go. Her last Let's go weeks. right after this because I have 10. I have 10 sessions. You can use one of my sessions. You want to? Let's do it. We need some video. We need, we need to do a business highlight on them anyway. Me and Chris are going to go do it if he has time. Did we do one? Did we do it? Oh, yeah, you're right. Y'all we did, did do one. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, let's. Let's do it when we're done. That'll be fun. I can do tomorrow. I got training. Oh, today you can't. Yeah. Okay, no problem. We'll do it another day. Maybe next week. Save some time, and we'll that. we'll do it. But um, you know, I think the biggest benefit of cryotherapy is pain relief and muscle healing. Mm-hmm. Um, arthritis. I have some issues with rheumatoid arthritis that I've really healed a lot of um, through the intermittent fasting. But like, if you think about it, like doctors for years have recommended using ice packs on injuries and painful muscles, and it increases blood circulation after the ice pack is removed. You see every football it, team to take ice baths. Yeah. Uh, so like it's like, thing, it's big know? on healing. Like to me, the number one thing is that it helps with muscle pain and, and aching. And really the biggest thing is rheumatoid arthritis. One of the girls that I know that's in there, she suffered from rheumatoid arthritis so badly and she goes almost every single day and is, has uh, really done a great job on healing her rheumatoid arthritis. So yeah, I say when you get out, it's worth it when, you know, once you get out, you'll be happy, but you know, it, it, you feel like a brand new person. Like if you're sore, you know, you've, you've been working out five, six days in a row and you're like, I'm sore. And like she said, the arthritis, little pains, inflammation is great for inflammation. So if you got like, uh, you know, tendonitis and certain things and whatnot. It's great for those type of things. In three minutes, you'll feel like a brand well, new person. Well, it's three minutes, and I've heard different claims that it burns hundreds and hundreds of yeah, calories. I've heard that, no, too. I heard it, it burns. They, they put you it on the brochure no. that you burn five, like four or 500 calories no just being in there No way you burn that much calories in three minutes. But what they do say is that it increases your metabolism all day. And so what they claim is that, you know, 
they just, their metabolism increases. I don't know about it. I don't think that, um, I I definitely would say that. Unless you're going to do it, it, like she said, every day, it's not really going to matter how many calories it burns anyway. Depending on how much you do it. But I think inflammation, reduced inflammation, inflammation, it is a big thing. It's my knee with my swelling, it Mm -hmm. definitely helps my knee. I'm I'm a big proponent of cryotherapy for that reason. So I think if you have any inflammation, let me see this video. That's what you told me three minutes. But I had a minute and a half. I'm about to get up. Oh my gosh. This is hysterical, guys. What we're gonna do, can you can you take this video and put it put it on? Go to chantelrayway.com slash Chris Sykes. We are gonna put this video for you guys to see. This is hysterical. You've gotta go there and watch it. It's so cute. All right, let's move on to our next question. Um It says, uh, Lauren in Charleston, I have noticed that I'm cold all the time lately. Is this because I'm getting skinnier or is something more scientific going on? I also heard that this could be thyroid related. I will tell you one thing, I am freezing all the time lately too. Um, It's funny that she's having this problem because I will tell you, I have been freezing cold lately, but I also have been doing a lot of that cryotherapy and it does make you cold all day. Being being a little mineral deficient in certain things like iron and things can make you a little cold blooded and and, I don't know, check with Dominion, make sure your heating bill was paid. Make sure (laughs) you mess with the thermostat. uh, Get a snuggie, warm up and enjoy your results. Yeah. I think that one of the things that is a concern for me, for you, Lauren, is just your thyroid Um, because there... I believe that your your body temperature, you know, they used to just diagnose people with hypothyroidism by their their body temperature in the morning. I don't think that this is a one-size-fits-all diagnostic tool that everyone should do, but there is something called the BBT. And what it is, is you check, you're supposed to check it underneath your your uh, underarm, mm-hmm. um, but you can also check it with a regular thermometer. But that's your basal body temperature. And so they say that if you want to use that to check your basal body temperature, you use a special BBT thermometer and you record the readings for three to five consecutive days. Now, you should not, for women, you shouldn't test it near your your menstrual period because if you do, it's going to mess up the test. So if the average BBT is below 97.6 Fahrenheit, then that would consider a diagnosis of an under-functioning thyroid. So to me, if you're if you're between 97.8 and 98.2, that's considered normal and temperatures 97.6 to 98 degrees, that means that you have hypothyroid hypothyroidism. So basically the lower your temperature is, that means that It's not functioning correctly. So that's when you would then need to go to the doctor, get blood work, and figure out what's going on. But those five days checking it is is the one that you need to do. So I would definitely consider 
um, checking that. Matter of fact, I am going to send me an email, Josh. I'm going to check my temperature every day for the next five days to see where it is. Cause I've been fasting a lot and I just curious to see where I am. Cause I, I always used to be very, very low, but here's Mm. the trick. You literally have to do it before you get out of bed to pee. Like, so when you're laying in bed, the second you open your, you have to have the thermometer literally next to your bed and boom, take your temperature. It's best to do it with that special thermometer. I just do it with a regular digital one Mm -hmm. and do it for five days. Mm -hmm. Ooh, do you want to do it and see what yours is? (laughs) That would be so cool. We could do a test. Listen. I'm going to do this. I'm going to offer a gift card right now for anyone who wants to do this. If you want to do a test, we'd love to see what yours is. So it gives you a little incentive to do it. So go to Chantal, uh, questions at ChantalRayWay.com if you want to do it. And we'd we love to hear your straight. results. Five, five days, days straight. straight. Just good. right next to your bed and check it out. All right. From Heather in Chesapeake. I had a blast watching the Super Bowl this year. Go Eagles. Unfortunately, I had to unbutton my pants by the end of the night. Are you, hey, are you an Eagles fan or are you a Patriots I'm fan? I'm a Giants fan. Well, no, I know you're Giants and I'm a Redskins fan, uh, but... That who, night? That uh, night, who are you? I don't know. I was, I was divided, really. I, I would have been happy if Brady won another one. I like to see history, yes. but I was happy for the Eagles to get their first one. I just don't like the Eagles only because I think their fans are oh, just the nasty. Personally, as a team, as I hate a team, the I don't like, I hate like them. them. More than the Cowboys and, and me everybody. too. They are my least favorite team only because their fans are so ugly like sometimes. Everybody in the NFL, they have If the, you're listening the worst to this and you're an Eagles fan, I apologize. You might be a great person, but yeah, those fans. You, but it is what it is. I have a reputation. A, you have a reputation. I went to the Redskins game. It was a Redskins game versus the Eagles, and I'm telling you, those people oh, yeah, were nasty. nasty. Yeah, they nasty. They got a jail. That's why they have a jail in the stadium. Like, they do? Strictly for that. Yeah. Oh, the I didn't know that. They're the only NFL team to have a jail in the stadium. No that's how, way. That's how bad they fans There you are. go. And yeah. and my friend, one of my really good friends is a giant, I mean, um, Eagles fan. And I told her that. And she's like, oh, that's all hocus pocus. I'm like, no. You can have stories, game stories about it all over the internet you of how bad those fans are. A team are. has beaten the Eagles and you they walk to the parking lot wearing the other team's jersey and they just yes. get beat up just for wearing the other team after the team has beaten the Eagles. Like they, they have a ridiculous. reputation. It's ridiculous. They have a reputation. I would I personally would not ever, even if the, someone gave me free tickets to the Redskins Eagles game, mm-hmm. my experience was so bad that last time. The people were just so nasty. I mean the people sitting behind me, I just it wasn't yeah. a good experience. I'm done with that. All right, sorry Heather, we've really got off track here with your question. Keep reading, Chris. <laughs> talking about you guys. we're talking about yeah we're not talking about you and sorry that you like the eagles sorry about that as well i see see heather says she had to unbutton her pants by the end of the night i found myself grazing at the end of the food grazing at the food table for at least an hour probably longer nachos chips dips wings you name Mm. it it was all there in front of me and it tasted so good sounds good Mm -hmm. i don't think that i overate in one sitting but throughout the night i noticed that all of my grazing was adding up i was stuffed any advice how to avoid this next time Ooh. What you think? Uh, well, first of all, I, on my hunger scale in my book, I talk about um, like a four is comfortably full, mm. five is stuffed. Mm-hmm. I will say for this Super Bowl, I was about a 4.3. So I wasn't like unbutton my pants Thanksgiving Day full. But I will tell you, even a week out before my show, I had wings, I had dip, I had chips, I had nachos and cupcakes. Just like 90% of America that night. <laughs> So, what'd you have? Uh, I had the same thing. I think I had pizza and I had cookies. I had, I ain't do too bad, I guess. <laughs> but I had my fill. So, anyway, I just feel like what, what I, I did the exact same thing that she did. 
Um, instead of grazing, I should have just put one plate together of mm-hmm. all my favorite things that I wanted, eaten that because what happens is when you just graze and graze and graze and graze and graze and graze and graze, you don't realize it until later of how full you actually are. And I honestly did the same thing. I got myself to a 4.3 and was really discouraged with myself. The only advice I have is really to just prepare a plate of all your favorite things, sit down, truly enjoy it, eat it slow and savor it. What would be your your idea i think the same thing one one uh one plate uh because i mean what you're doing is like we talked about it before just bored eating like sitting at home we just eat all day like we don't have anything to do we watch tv or something like that so you're just eating you know something there to do i understand the party atmosphere the super bowl everybody's snacking but i would i would suggest the same thing however many chips you want to eat that night put it on the plate that's your chip limit that's your wings limit you know put everything on one plate and just limit yourself to that one plate you should be pretty full let's not stuff ourselves And also the other thing is just move away from that table. Like I had a table, we had a table set up in our our area and I just kept going back to that table and back to that table. Like just move over to the couch or get to a different area. All right, let's see our next. We got a lot of questions today, Chris. I'm not sure we're going to get through we're all of them, the but um, we got this Super Bowl one out of the way. I think that's good. Before we end our show right now, we are going to do a live tasting right now. Josh, would you like a little bit? Yeah, where is it? Okay, so taste this and see what you think. This is this is called Synergy Organic Kombucha. The only flavor of kombucha that I like, Chris. This one ain't Chris, too bad. Didn't didn't I tell you it's the best I, 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 flavor? Like, like it, I, I can get through this one. Yeah, it's the ones called, I tried. I, I couldn't get through. Yeah, this it's one tastes like a, a basically like a almost like a cranberry juice soda with no sugar in it, basically. So it's not it's not too bad though. It's called cosmic cran cro, Sorry, cosmic cranberry. So my gut um, biome reacting on This it. is great for your gut biome. You I will love it. it. I feel it. So we're going to take a picture of this bottle and put it up online on things that we love. So we'll definitely do that. All right. We're out of time. Sorry we didn't get through all the questions. Thank you guys so much for entering your questions. We love them. So please continue to do that. Questions at ChantelRayWay.com. See you next time.